0: Have on tape on this Saturday, January, how did I say Saturday? Saturday. What the hell are you doing, Rich? It is Saturday, January 7th, 2023, as we enter week 18 of the NFL season. We wrap her up. It's already in progress as we speak. First game in the books! In the books! As Kansas City levels the Raiders. 31-13, to good for the cover and the under. Kansas City was favored by about 8.5 in that one, covered easily by, what the hell was that, do the math, Rich, 18 points. Total of 44, so well short of the under there. Kansas City pulling all kinds of crazy shit off in the game. They did a snow globe play where they all ran around in a circle. And my wife had just shown me today on SportsCenter's Instagram feed something in the same vein as there was a bowl game of some sort, I think, or a high school game. I don't know what it was, but the entire offense lined up in a single file line. And then broke out into their formation. Linemen set and they ran the play, resulted in a touchdown. Obviously, everybody coming out of a single-file line. Defense is trying to identify where everybody is. Snow Globe by Kansas City, probably. Produced some kind of similar confusion, as nobody knows where anybody's going to be. Ended up being a touchdown. Kadarius Coney uh, called back for holding. So, unfortunately, Snow Globe was good. Congratulations on that. But the end result was a whammy. No good. But regardless, uh, Kansas City looks great. Tuned it up a little bit going into the postseason. They win, so they will get the buy Another kudos for them. They get one week off, kick back, relaxed, enjoy. Uh, Why they cash register drop? Because, fuck, why not? Um, so they'll get the break. That means that now we've got Buffalo and Cincinnati, and don't even ask me what they're playing for or how it's going to shake out. I don't fully understand it at all, and I am just going to let Week 18 play out and let everybody else tell me what it is. There is plenty of documentation out there if you want to just Google it and read all the different scenarios, but basically because of the events of Week 17 there is a possibility of having a neutral site AFC championship game it has been well covered everywhere it's kind of crazy there's also i don't know a, a possibility of a coin flip for something else or they were considering it i you know it's just become so much that it, you just got to tune it out let 18 play out and then tap in to see exactly what it is and from what i can understand i believe there is a neutral site possible game for the AFC championship should it be the Bills and Kansas City or should it be Kansas City and Buffalo Or I just said that twice I mean Cincinnati and Kansas City or Cincinnati and Buffalo, I, I don't know, I really I, I don't and I don't have the time to try to figure it out, I will have everybody tell me what happens after week 18 is done, I've said that now three times, so let's get on to the next thing that Championship game. My opinion. My opinion is not usually valid or good, but it is my opinion. So, well, as valid as anybody else's. Asshole, stand up for yourself. I have a tendency to think that the possibilities out there for the championship game, and one of the bonuses of this game is that should it come to fruition and should they have the championship game on a neutral site. And should it be phenomenal, which it will, you will start to hear the rumblings of maybe the conference championship games should be played at neutral sites for both conferences. Maybe because the weekend is big, it's probably as enjoyable. I, I mean, for a long time, you have heard football purists, purists talk about how the champ, the conference championship weekend, is usually better from a pure football standpoint, in the context of it and everything that happens, than the Super Bowl. And up until the point that Super Bowls got good, a lot of youngins out there, youngin, they don't remember when the Super Bowls were terrible. And let me tell you something, they were awful. I mean, they for a long time, a long time you would sit back and watch a Super Bowl get all hyped up for it and then all of a sudden you'd be sitting there scratching your head thinking I actually can't believe what I just saw I blowouts blowouts and that was really the Super Bowl for a good I I, I don't don't I don't have them up in front of me but I would say a decade maybe 15 years that it was like oh yeah the Super Bowl whatever it's gonna stink <laughs> and it usually did and now we've gotten really good Super Bowls so the Super Bowl weekend has become awesome event. However, for years and years, it was a colossal letdown. And people used to refer to the conference championship games as the better of the two. Now, the NFL is infatuated with growing the sport however it can. It is never going to have the global imprint that the NBA does. It is never going to reach, you know, South America the way that baseball does. Right, it's not gonna reach. Can well, Canada maybe a little bit. You know, you got the oh shit. So as I'm watching the right now, it is currently uh, about eight o'clock. They're about to kick off the second game here, the Tennessee Titans. And as I am watching Troy Aikman and Joe Buck enter the screen, I'm watching it and I'm looking and I go, what the hell is going on with their? Uh, Mike, uh, what were they called? Uh, they're not the windscreen, but below the windscreen. I, I, being in broadcasting, I should know, but whatever. You know, that little plastic box that goes over the microphone. Um, it, it was the ESPN sign. It was turned backwards. And I said, what the hell is going on with the TV? It's spelled back. And then it was like, oh, it's number three. It's number three. So kudos to Hamlin. It sounds like he is turning around. Good for him. Uh, it does sound right now that it was the I can't pronounce it but the uh, heart ailment where an impact suffered primarily in lacrosse baseball hockey where there is no protection and a you know you have some kind of blunt trauma directly to the heart area which ends up happening right as the T-wave of the heart is going on, thereby stopping the electrical signals and basically putting you in cardiac arrest. It does sound like that was what the issue was. Uh, There are going to be a lot of people that are still pushing to hear whether or not there was any kind of heart inflammation or any kind of clot-related issues, which could be related to vaccines, which would then tap into everybody being forced to take the vaccine. I I don't know. I'm not getting into to that area, I think it is something that will be checked out, you know, over time. However, I think with the fact that there has been nothing past this point kind of negates at least the clotting factor, right? Because with heart attacks, strokes, they can usually identify clots being in the, the uh, vascular system, which I do not, from what I can tell, they have not found that as of yet. So I think that negates that. So then you go to heart inflammation, which I'm sure they will look at going forward, uh, you know, as they do CAT scans, PET scans, all, all the rest of the, whatever the scans are related. Um, to heart diagnosis, you know, I, x-ray, but x-ray, I don't think x-ray tells that. But anyway, now I'm, I'm pretending to be a doctor and I didn't stay at a holiday inn last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um, but I think that they'll find that out eventually. But it, what it really does seem like is that it, it was a shock to that area, stopping the electrical system there by stopping the heart, putting him in cardiac arrest. They ended up performing CPR, as everybody knows, and then they defibbed him, and now he's back to normal. So anyway, that was the rationale for why the E from their ESPN uh, mic stand screens uh, was backwards because it was number three. So I just derailed everything there. But anyway, uh, now I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, the conference championship games. Yes, so I do feel as though that... If this is successful, then that'll give them a ra- a reason as they try to grow the sport, and they're limited at least by doing it globally by trying to amplify the you know content that they have, and that would be the weeks of football, which they've already extended to week 18. They're already talking about doing a week 19 to get another game in there, and that will probably happen years down the road. But for right now, it is what it is, but they'll probably try to monetize that. Again, we've talked about this, me and my brother, uh, many podcasts past, but, you know, I mean, the, the preseason has now become absolute horseshit. It's just junk it really is. And so if they want to turn another one of those games into a regular game, you know, the players I would imagine that the players union is going to push back a little bit because they're going to say, look, you're going to turn, you know, a preseason game into a regular season game. The only problem is that nobody really plays in the preseason anyway now. So you're not it's not a one for one, right? You're you're taking a zero and turning it into a one as these players that do not typically play are now going to be forced into action uh, and that will up their injury risk factor, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but anyway, I think that what they will also try to do is try to monetize to a greater extent the championship games. And I think that could be done doing a neutral site game and turning them into basically mini Super Bowls. And I think that if they get this neutral site game, that it will more or less be a test run as to where could we put it? What's the turnout going to be? What was the reaction? Holy shit, this looks really good. And by really good, I mean. (laughs) And so can we do this again? And so I think that, uh, yeah, I, I kind of hope to see it happen. I'd love this not, I don't know about the conference championship games becoming mini Super Bowls, but I would like to see a neutral site game to see what it would be like. And down the road, if it turns out that it ends up being mini Super Bowls, like fantastic, great, you know? I mean, anything that amplifies the sport because I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, again, I played six years and uh, it brought, a you know, a lot of positivity into my life. So I'd love to see this sport promoted. And if this is a means to that end, like fantastic. That's great. If it doesn't happen, I mean, really no skin off my back. And I mean, nobody else either because it just, it's been this way forever, so we're not going to change anything if we keep it as is. So anyway, um, that is kind of the sum up of, I mean, shit, uh, 12 minutes in, that's a summary of, I don't know what, the playoff scenario? Uh, you know, whatever you make out of that scrambled egg, uh, you know, intro have at it. But anyway, so let's get into week 18 here, and we'll go right into the games. My brother is not going to be joining me. Obviously, you would have heard him by now. Um, we have been crazy tied up. I am doing this as the games are starting here. The second game is starting here at 8 o'clock. I had a uh, kid's wrestling match today, my son, my one son's wrestling match, then I had my older son's basketball game, and tomorrow morning I've got my younger son's wrestling meet again. He's got a tournament tomorrow. We had his first uh, match today. Uh, for his rec league. So it's been go, 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 go. My brother is riding solo down in Florida with his son. And so that limits him as to the availability that he has. So I've been waiting for his picks. I have not heard from him. And I am going to do the podcast now just to get this off because otherwise I don't know if I'm going to be able to to pull it off. So I will uh, get the games in here. I'll get my bets. And then if I do get anything from him between now and when I leave tomorrow to take my kid to the tournament in Butler, uh, the novice one, two year wrestling tournament, I will uh, try to fire up the microphones and see if I can at least get his picks in there. But for now, I will shoot with mine. And uh, like like I said, cover what's happened so far. KC over Las Vegas, 31-13. to Over uh, the 44 was an under. So it was a cover by the favorite and an under for the total. So that brings us to our first game. These are all going to be 1 o'clock until I tell you otherwise. And the spreads will be courtesy of DraftKings. I pulled these at about 7:30 on Saturday, the seventh. The stats that I read will be from the Action Network at that same time. So, first game is going to be Saints hosting the Panthers. I'm gonna, why don't we do it this way? There's going to be shit games in each one of the time time. Uh, slots. So we'll do the shit games and we'll do the good games. We'll do that for both of them. So the first one is one of those crapola games. It's Saints hosting the Panthers. Saints favored by three and a half at home. Right now, the Panthers have everything on their side. Sharps, 74% of the tickets, 78% of the money, and the over-under is 41 and a half. So everything's on the Panthers here. I Who cares? I'm taking the Panthers here. The Saints have screwed me every week. They screwed me last week, too, uh, when they screwed up my... Uh, I, I was doing good with my teasers, and then all of a sudden the Saints came through. Uh, Philadelphia played horrific, and they screwed up my line. So I'm not going to take them here either. I'm going to go against them, so I'm taking the Panthers there and the 3.5 points. Now the next shit game is going to be the Colts hosting the Texans. Colts favored by 2.5 at home. The Joes are going to be on their side. 56% of the tickets are with Indy. And then the Texans are just going to get a small nod by the money as 54% of the pool is on their side. Nothing from the Sharps. As for the over-under, they're expecting little money. Little money. (laughs) There there should be little money put on this game. Who cares? Uh, But little points in this event at 37.5 for the Snooze Fest in Indy. I don't know. Coin flip. I'll take the Texans because... I, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm pulling for him to get some kind of win here. Like I said, I I'm not a fan of Levy Smith. I've established that, but they played hard. Uh, you know, I'll give him a shot here, a nod as a send off, especially since I Jeff Saturday. Get the hell out of here. This fucking experiment with Jeff Saturday. Thank God that this is over. Jesus, I mean, I, in the experiments of all time, I you know I think uh, you know letting uh, Hitler uh, claim the the German. Uh, uh, chancellorship way back in way back when. Uh, I think all of men deciding that uh, marriage with women was a good idea. These are some of the worst ideas of all time. And uh, a, a surefire third behind those two is Jeff Saturday. So uh, I am going to go against him and I'm going to pick up the Texans here. The next one, snooze fest in Atlanta. The Falcons versus the Bucks. The Buccaneers locked everything up. I, you know, they're probably not going to play anybody. Falcons favored by four here. Over under is forty and a half. The Falcons are going to have the sharps and sixty-seven percent of the money pool on their side, and then the Joe's are obviously going to come in on the Bucks seventy percent of the. Tickets are going to come in there. I, I'm going to be on the opposite side. I'm going to be taking the Falcons here and the four points. I can't imagine the Bucks are really going to try all that hard for this one. I, you know, they've gotten the playoffs thanks to la- thankfully to last week's efforts, uh, especially by Brady who had three touchdowns. So that was. Good for my over of one and a half on my Brady pick, and that was my prop pick. So that came in. But this week, they don't need him. They don't need anything. They can just sit back and kind of relax. So that's the last uh, who cares fest in on the 1 o'clock game. So let's dig into the kind of okay game. It's going to be the Vikings in Chicago facing off against the Bears. Vikings would like to get this win here. They're going to be favored by 6. Over-under is 46.5. The tickets and the money are going to be in on the Vikings, and a lot of money, 80% of the money pool, is going to be in on Minnesota. So the Sharps are going to note that, and then they're going to go on the opposite side of the Bears. Look, 6 points is a lot of points, especially for the Vikings, who have not really won any games going away. I I mean, they've all been close or they've lost. I mean, again, Vikings have been well documented that everybody's been picking against the Vikings all year long with the exception of the Joes. And uh, the Joes were winning for a while, and the Vikings had come back down to earth. And so now it's gone the other way. Uh, I I would would have thought that you would have seen something similar here with the six points, but no, you're seeing the 80 percent of the money pool in on the Vikings sharps on the other side. Like I said, I'm going to be on the side of the Vikings here. So give me Minnesota and the six. Although I really like, it's going to be one of my teasers that I look at that game. And so I think uh, that in a couple of these other bigger spreads, that's what I'm looking at these games more than the straight up games. Again this is week 18, right? So what are we doing here? If we're really betting hardcore on some of these games. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. You know, pocket your money, you know, play for, as Nick Costa likes to say, you know, uh, beer and pizza money this week and then line up for when you know what you're going to be getting come wild card weekend. So... Here we go into the good games, and these games all matter. And we'll start at the top here uh, of my list. The top of what? My list. I wrote it down this way, and that's how we're going to do it. Bills hosting the Patriots. Bills, 7.5-point favorites here. Over-under is 43.5 points. The Sharps and the money are going to be on the Patriots. Only a little bit of an edge in regards to the money pool with 52%. And then the tickets big time here on the Bills at 7.5. Look, set. The Bills need this game. Everybody knows what's going on with uh, you know Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. It's all been yet decided at least for the number one slot because Kansas City won earlier. Still, the Bills are going to you know put their effort in here. I don't know if they're going to put their effort in enough to cover seven and a half, especially when the Patriots have something on the line here. So, I am going to take the Patriots there and the 7.5 points. I think the Bills are going to win. I like that in the teaser category uh, for a leg there, but I don't like the 7.5 for Buffalo. Of course, I've been wrong before. However, I'm taking the Patriots here on the road against Buffalo. (laughs) Next one is going to be the Bengals facing off against the Ravens. Again, Bills first, Bavins. Bills first. Bavens next. Who are the Bavens? It's a mixture of the Bengals and the Ravens. The Bengals are going to be next. Uh, obviously, this is the other team that had their game suspended last week. They're going to be favored at home this week by nine against Baltimore. Baltimore, again, going to be without Lamar Jackson. 39.5 is the over under here. Sharps and 67% of the money pool like Cincinnati. Fifty-five percent of the Ravens like fifty-five percent of the Ravens like the Ravens. I hope it's a little more than that. But the tickets, fifty-five percent of them, they like the Ravens as well. So nine points is a lot. This kind of goes contradictory to what I was talking about with the Patriots and seven and a half being too many. I don't think the nine is going to be enough. I like the Bengals here to put in a really good effort. Now they're going to be out Lyle Kyle who was injured two weeks ago, and this will be the first game that you're going to get to see a full, uh, you know, a, a full four quarters, a barring catastrophe uh, of what's going to happen here with Cincinnati. But I think they're going to have to dial it up here and they're going to have to put a good effort in to try to get ready for next weekend. Uh, As for Baltimore, for them, I don't know if they really have much, you know, there's any point in risking much. So I think that they'll probably kind of lay back to an extent. Nine points is a lot, but I'm going to take it here with Cincinnati. Next game that's up, AFC East battle here, although it's the Dolphins versus the Jets in Miami, and the Jets are going back to Joe Flacco. So how much of a battle could it really be with Joe Flacco as your uh, starting quarterback? Jesus, Jesus, fucking Joe Flacco again. Please save us. What would you rather do other than watch Joe Flacco coach the quarterbacks? Have your wife kick you in the nuts, uh, you know, or your husband kick you in the nuts. Uh, I, I don't know. That might be an option as opposed to watching. And you, if you can hear, it's probably my youngest son bouncing a soccer ball above our head because, you know, I, you know it's what happens when you live in a small house. You've you, you, you got to love a family because you're so close. You're so close. Uh, anyway, so bouncing balls aside and Joe Flacco having people kick each other in the nuts, uh, Dolphins are going to cover this three and a half versus the Jets. Uh, jets are going to struggle here in Miami I think the Dolphins are going to are going to finish hard. Uh, the, the over under in this game is going to be 37 not expecting a lot of points. Sharps are going to be with me on the Dolphins and then everything everybody else is going to be on the Jets. The tickets are almost 50-50. It's only 52% in in favor of the Jets, but the money's in heavily on New York at 74%. So then The final game at 1 o'clock that we're going to talk about is another one that means something. It could mean something. It could not mean something. Who knows? Steelers hosting the Browns. So the Brownies are going to be dogs here on the road, and they they're dealing with intra-team controversy. As uh, I guess for whatever reason, somebody somebody asked Clowney about Miles Garrett or the team, and he just basically said, "Ah, yeah, you know, they're trying to make him a Hall of Famer," and so you know, more or less, kind of like fuck him. And then they were like, "Why don't you go home?" And then he's not playing. So I, you know, not that it mattered. Right? Jadavion Clowney, talk about you know. You usually see this with like quarterbacks, and occasionally you'll see it with certain positional players. But man, Jadavion Clowney coming out of college was one of the most surefire picks you'd ever seen. They thought this guy was going to be, you know, Lawrence Taylor to the nth degree coming out. I still remember there was a highlight where he was he was blocking a he was blocking a tackling dummy or something and basically just picked up the, the sled or the tackling dummy and just like picked it up and just tossed it like right on its back and everybody was like, this guy has just got everything. Size, speed, explosion. And then you know, his career is just kind of fizzled. He you know, ultimately he turned out to be a better run defender than he was a pass rusher. I mean he's twenty nine now, So he's definitely in the twilight of his career, but never really had a, a crazy stat career that you could look back and been like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, his Hall of Famer is Jadavion Clowney. So I, you know, why you would make this the time to start talking about Miles Garrett, who the hell knows, but whatever. Uh, so anyway, Brown's going into Pittsburgh Steelers here. They could have something to play for. They could not. They're only favored by two and a half. So give me the Steelers here at home in the two and a half. Uh, Tickets are in on the Steelers at 57%. 58% of the money pool is on Pittsburgh. Over under here is 40 and a half points for those scoring at home. And uh, not that it matters. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers. And, uh, you know, let's look at the over unders real quick since we've talked about them. You know, there was no 50s for a while. Then the 50s started coming in, and now we're back down to having no 50s. The closest we're going to get here is 49 points. That's not going to come until the Monday night game with the Packers and the Lions. So light in the scoring uh, category, and this is another one of those games at 40.5 points, Steelers-Browns. That takes us to the 4 o'clock games. We'll get the crap all the games out of the way. The First and foremost is Broncos-Chargers. I mean, nobody cares about this game. The only people that might care about this game is Russell Wilson because he might want to finish at home on a strong note. And so they're going to be favored by three points here over the Chargers, over under 40 points. Everybody in on the Broncos. 51% of the tickets, it's kind of a coin flip in that regard, but 91% of the money as of right now, Saturday night, is in on Denver. Uh, I'm going to take Denver, too. I do kind of think that you're going to get a a really good effort out of Russell Wilson here at home to try to end the season, to try to lead into better things down the road come 2023. Uh, You know, whether or not it happens, I don't know. Chargers, they don't really need anything. They don't have anything to gain. Um, You know, I, I mean, they... Still want to play hard, but, you know, I mean, three points is only three points. It's not like they're favored by six. Uh It's just I, I think you're going to get an effort out of Denver here. So I'm going to take uh, the Broncos and the three. And then a game that kind of doesn't mean anything, could mean something. Depends, I guess, on the Vikings and what they do earlier at the 1 o'clock games uh, for positioning. 49ers, Cardinals, this is in San Francisco. 49ers are 14-point favorites in this one. That is going to be the second-highest uh, spread of the week. Uh, the first, the next one is going to be uh, talked about shortly. But 14 is the spread for San Francisco Arizona, 39.5 is the over-under. As for where the money is, it is going to be coming in on the Cardinals at 59%. The tickets are going to go towards San Francisco at 53%, and the Sharps are also going to go toward the 49ers. Uh, I am going to end up taking the Cardinals here in the 14 points. I do think San Francisco is going to win. It's just, I don't know, 14 points is just so many points. Uh, they, the Cardinals have a lot of things out. I think uh, James Conner is out. Uh, I, it, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely out. So you know i mean you're you're down people so i could see you know Elijah Mitchell coming back for the 49ers i just think 14 is a little too much i don't know if san francisco they might know if they need the game or not uh, they might be able to you know go up 10 12 14 points and then take their pedal off the metal allowing the cardinals to get in i don't know a, a lot of scenarios so i'm just going to end up taking arizona here again i you know I, I don't i'll get to my super contest picks but this is not one of them so i am going to go with arizona here and so now we get into the three games that do mean something. We'll start off with the Cowboys in DC facing off against the Commanders, Commandos, Manders as I heard somebody uh, refer to them this week on uh, on BetQL. Uh, you know, whatever the hell you want to call them, the Redskins, you know, the Washington football team, whatever it is, Cowboys are going to be in that stadium this week. So they're going to be on the road. They're going to be road favorites by 7 points. 40 is the over-under here. This is going to be another Pro's-Joe's game. Uh, Well, kind of, but not really. 51% of the tickets are on the Cowboys, so that's really just kind of a split. You are going to see the Sharps and 81% of the money come in on the Commanders here. I don't care about the 7 points. Give uh, Give me the Cowboys here. I am not I'm not mistaken. I heard this morning or yesterday, and I haven't heard any differently this morning, that Sam Howell's going to be going under center for the commanders. So. You know, Everybody should just go commando because it might be more fun to play that way, uh, seeing what's going to happen here in Washington. I, I, I don't think it's really going to be close. I don't know about a blowout-blowout, but I like the Cowboys in the seven points there. Eagles, the other NFC East team, is going to be engaged in a meaningless NFC East battle. Again, how much of a battle could it be when you have Davis Webb under center for the Giants? But that's what you're going to get on Sunday at 4 and change as the Eagles are going to be hosting New York. Eagles favored by 16 points. Over-under is 43. The tickets and the money are going to be in on the Giants. 75% of the tickets and 68% of the money pool going toward New York. Sharps are going to come in on the Eagles. 16 is too many points. I'm sorry. Davis Webb or no Davis Webb. And with everybody that I know that is sitting out, doesn't matter. Uh, Give me the Giants and the 16 points. So... That leaves one more game, Seahawks Rams. And again, uh, you know, this game is big in the sense that as You know, as far as I know, and again, I'm waiting for people to tell me this stuff because I, you know, at 40 and change, I am out of the days of spending hours trying to read up everything. And no, well, I I shouldn't say that. Then why do a podcast, asshole? If you're not going to read up on anything, I when it gets to this point, I can't do it. But from what I've read and from what I understand, I'm pretty sure that if the Seahawks beat the Rams, they're in, and that would eliminate the eight o'clock game, and that was what we're going to talk about next. But anyway, now Seahawks. Home versus the Rams. Seahawks favored by six points here. The over under is going to be 42 and it looks like this is going to be not a pros-Joes game because the Sharps are going to be in on Seattle, and then everybody else is going to be in on the Rams. Now, again, these numbers just seem screwy to me. 71% of the tickets are on Los Angeles, and 99% of the money pool is in on the Rams. I, too, am going to take the Rams just because I think the six is a lot uh, for a Seahawk team that, you know, uh, the Rams are playing hard. I like McVeigh, and I can't see the Seahawks all of a sudden you know, shellacking the Rams here, uh, but then again, I, you know, you don't know. These games are just so fucking screwy uh, during this week. Um, but I, I kind of like the Rams. I actually, I really like the Rams. So I'm going to take the Rams here and the six points. Uh, and that leaves finally one game left, and that is going to be Sunday night football, which could be just a stinker. How many times can you say stickaroo in one fucking podcast, Rich? I don't know. 50? Mm. All right. That was an over, but, you know, it's definitely an under, I think. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, it's Packers hosting the Lions. And so, from what you're hoping for here is the Seahawks to lose to the Rams. And, if I'm again not mistaken... Uh, That will bring up the possibility that the winner of the Packers-Lions game could get into the playoffs, which would make this game phenomenal. However, should Seattle win, they have the tiebreaker against Detroit, and they have the tiebreaker against Green Bay. So we really got one shot here to make tonight's game good, and that's going to be a Seattle loss which I guess could happen. I like the Rams. I don't know if I like them to win, but I definitely like the Rams, so we'll have to find out. But anyway, let's, uh, you know, for shits and giggles, let's say Seattle loses. Packers are going to be hosting the Lions. They're favored by five. 49 is the over under here. Sharps like the Packers. 58% of the tickets like the Lions and 71% of the money like the Lions. So what do you do here? I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the Lions in the five, um, I get because if they're in the game, I think they'll probably be scrappy. I like Green Bay to win if the playoffs are on the line. I do like the Lions to cover. Now, if it flips and Seattle wins and these teams are both out of it, I like the Lions even more. So I Kind of like the Lions in either scenario, in which case I might as well take the Lions here, you know, outright. Why not? So I will take the Lions there in the Sunday night matchup. So those are the picks for Week 18. Now I will kick it into the uh, all the the actual the pick picks the pick picks. Yeah. So our gambling segment uh, again. I do not have my brother's, and I have not heard from him. It is 8:30, so I am going to punt on his picks unless I can get. Um, And as I can get them in hand and be able to record a quick uh, ad-lib tomorrow or tonight uh, and get his picks in. So here are mine. As for my best bet, lock it in. Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh in the two-and-a-half points against the Browns. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's been player—I I don't know about inspired football, but they've been playing well. The Browns have not. Now they're at home. Browns don't have a great run defense. I, you know, Harris, I think, is where I'm going to actually go with my prop bet as well. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh here in that short line at home. So give me Steelers in two-and-a-half. As for the Super Contest, Pittsburgh obviously is going to be my first pick. Then I'm going to take the Giants in that huge uh, 16-point spread. Give me that 16. I'm going to take Cincinnati in the 9. Again, I think that they are going to play well at home, and Baltimore does not really have much to play for. So I don't know if they're going to really go over the top here, in which case I could see the Bengals pulling away a little bit. There runs the risk that if they're up, maybe they pull people, and then the Ravens could get back in it but can they if the Ravens aren't playing well either you know whatever it is, I'm going to take Cincinnati in that 9. I'm going to take Denver and the uh, their home 3 there against the Chargers. Like I said, I do think that you'll get a good effort out of Russell Wilson as he tries to save some face going into the offseason. And then, I said I really like the Rams. Give me the Rams here. I'm going to take the Rams as my 5th Super Contest pick. So again, that's Pittsburgh at home, Giants in that big spread, Cincinnati at home, Denver and Russell Wilson looking to end on a positive note. And the Rams fighting against the Seahawks because Seahawks are getting six points and I think the Rams could be scrappy enough to stay in that one so anyway uh, as for my parlay give me Pittsburgh Giants and Denver those are the three I'm gonna go go with I was thinking about Cincinnati in place of Denver but Denver's got that short home spread I you know I'm a sucker for it because I'm a Joe so give me the, uh, the give me the Denver uh, give me the Denver spread instead of Cincinnati to put along with the Giants and Pittsburgh Teaser here it is. So I love the teaser legs. I think next year what I'm going to end up doing, and we talked about, I talked about this with my brother. And I, I might have done it on the podcast, but I think I'm actually going to do a stat with teaser legs, so that because as we pick, we usually try to pick a, a parlay and a teaser, and I might screw around with the betting, uh, the betting segment, just because I feel at a certain point it might get a little stale the way that we do it. Because years past, we usually just I think we, I, you know, I can't forget what it was, but we, we picked parlays and teasers and we we, we mandated that we were going to do that and we put money on it. And then this year, I still do that because we've done it historically, but then I did a whole gambling segment that's unique and you can take the, your cash pool and do with it whatever you want. So what's the point of doing the parlays and the teasers, uh, you know, just to offer it, I guess, but, you know, you might put it in your gambling segment anyway, so... I might talk about uh, teaser legs in the sense of how many when you pick them do you actually hit because it's, it's kind of interesting right like everybody talks about teasers and you know how well it works but everybody's always harping the fact that ah oh, you know I got 3 out of 4 I got 4 out of 5 I got 5 out of 6 and so I I'm, I think I'm considering should I do teasers again or maybe as a function of the gambling segment when you do do a teaser you know, how many teaser legs do you hit out of your picks? So this week, uh, you know, bring it back to week 18. I am looking at Buffalo, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Minnesota. Buffalo you take and you bring it from 7.5 down to 1.5 at home for a game that they need. You bring Cincinnati down to 3. So you don't get it through the 3. You bring it down to 3, which I another game that they need. And I think that they probably should win pretty hefty. I'm picking them with a 9. So if I like them and I'm picking them with a 9, and now I get it down to 3. Good enough for me. Then you take Minnesota, and that game that they're going to want to win... And they're at six, and you can bring it down to zero. So now, what happens? I, I mean, they basically just win the goddamn game, right? I mean, it's, it's just a one-point victory. So, do you think that the Bears at home are going to win? When the Bears might, you know, start sitting people too because they're so far out of it. I mean, who the hell knows? I, uh, you know, so I like the Minnesota uh, bringing their spread down to zero. So then, the other one that I'm looking at is Dallas, and Dallas is going into D.C. Like I said, whatever Washington football team you want, you know, whatever you want to call them. And they're favored currently by seven. You bring that down to one, so you get it just basically as a pick'em again. So those four teaser legs I love. As for which one I'm going to go with, I just can't. I really can't decide. I'll tell you the two that I really love: Buffalo and Dallas, and then it's a coin flip between Cincinnati and Minnesota. I'm going to ultimately take Minnesota because I do think that Minnesota is a better football team than Chicago. I think they should easily win that game, and I I just so and I'm, you're getting it at zero. All I got to get do is, all I got to do is to win. thing about Cincinnati that scares me is that, I don't know, maybe it ends at three, right? Maybe it's a, it's a 10 point game and Baltimore gets a late touchdown for whatever, you know, crummy reason it might be. And it brings it down to three. I don't know. I don't need that with the Minnesota. So I'm going to go Buffalo, Dallas, and Minnesota, uh, getting rid of Cincinnati because it avoids the three, but I do like that as a leg as well. As for prop bets, (laughs) I'm going to take Harris. I was good last week with Brady, like I mentioned. My brother's been better with the prop bets than than I have. However, I've been okay uh, down the stretch here with a couple of them. Here, prop bet, you know, uh, the Browns don't have a great run defense. Harris has been okay. He's uh, definitely been probably the biggest fantasy bust in round one this year. Um, You know, thinking back about the guys that got picked number one, I mean, Harris got picked one routinely, And with the uh, exception of Dr. Eric Eager, uh, Pro Football Focus, I didn't hear anybody. Well, Pro Football Focus at the time, he is gone. And now he is working, I think, for like a sports data science company. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, He was the only one that I heard talk about Harris as a potential uh, bust candidate. Uh, And I listened to quite a bit of content. And he's the only one I heard talk about it. He was right on the money as Harris imploded. But he's been okay here down the stretch. 71.5 is kind of a... Big number, but I think that uh, you know the Alabama alumni is going to you know blow it up this weekend. Cover that 71 and a half, and that's going to be the prop bet that I'm looking at against that terrible Brown uh, rush defense. And so that brings us to the gambling segment. Uh, I whiffed a unfortunately last week because of the uh, bet that I placed on Philadelphia. I had New York, that was a surefire win. I had the Chargers. And then Philadelphia, which, because they just came out and stuck up the joint. And that cost me. I thought it was going to be good. So uh, that would have been nice. And as for my parlay, uh, I got the Giants. I got Tampa Bay at the end there. But then the Pats, they screwed me. I had them by two and a half. And they were covering. And then they ended up giving up. They only won by two. So, uh, and then Buffalo, Buffalo uh, ended up getting the money back because I uh, had them favored by one. And then uh, that is just a refund based on uh, house rules. So, uh, that brought my money, uh, my money total there, my, uh, my what, my bankroll. There, there you go, buddy. <laughs> my bankroll uh, from 12000 down to about $11,400, 11, 11450 uh, in that regard, so this week what I am going to do is I'm going to look to uh, bring that bankroll down to 10 10- 10500 So I got uh, $500 of play money going into the postseason. And what I'm going to do, so that's about, I forget what it is, uh, what, eight something, uh, seven something, 850, uh, somewhere around there. That's what it's going to take for me to get there. Uh, whatever, 500 plus 450, 950, whatever the hell it is. Anyway, um, so this is what I'm going to do. I am going to take those teasers that I talked about, I'm going to split them. I'm going to do... My three bets for this week are going to be correlated. They're going to be correlated teasers. I'm going to do Buffalo and Dallas along with Minnesota. I'm going to do that for 325, pulling in 845 on the back end. That's going to be one. (laughs) Then I'm going to take Buffalo and Dallas again, and instead of Minnesota, then I'm going to take Cincinnati, and I'm going to put them in for 325. That's also going to bring back 845. (laughs) Then... What I'm going to do is, I'm going to take Dallas and Buffalo, and I'm going to combine the two, and I'm going to take Minnesota and Cincinnati. That I'm going to put 200 up for 720. If I'm right on all three regards, it's going to be uh, whatever, 325, 650, 850 for 2410. So that's what it's going to be. If I come in, and then if I don't, I'm going to end up having uh, 850 on the line, which should be covered by either one of my other teaser legs, should they hit. So, 850 on the line, uh, you know, if the one of the teasers hits, I'm uh, um, even... Uh, and if all of them come in, then the second one comes in, then the third one comes in, and so you got a little bit of a water flow effect. And so, again, I liked Minnesota, which is why it was my first tease. Cincinnati, I liked the three, kind of, you know, freaked me out. Now, you you could adjust these numbers to give a little bit more value to Minnesota than Cincinnati. I ended up just splitting it. So you could take the 325, you could, you know, maybe take 125 off one of them, add that to the Minnesota leg if you'd like that more. So that would end up giving you 450 on the one leg and 200 on the other. You could do something like that. Um, I don't know. I I didn't choose to do it that way. I just did it to choose it. I split it down the middle. So Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo gets one half of... The money Cincinnati, Dallas, Buffalo gets the other half, and then I'll take that two hundred, and then I'll say, hey, shit, you know, if you're good for both, why not, uh, why not parlay that with all of them? Um, you know, again, you know, that that's the game that we play here, trying to figure out how to be positive. Uh, and I'm just happy that I am positive because I was down to about seven thousand something, and then I was able to turn it around, and then I, I didn't get hot, but I started making good uh, tease bets there and it worked out in my favor uh, over a couple of weeks and I was really hoping for last week. I, I, I was hoping that that Philly game went the other way and as soon as that game started I said, damn it, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. It's not going to happen that way and that, that was a shame because as we've noted, you know, the Sharps and the money have been pretty good here in the recent past. And last week when we were talking about it, I you know, I know I said it. Um, well, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I know I thought it, and I, I think I might have said it on the podcast. But last week the the Saints were you know looked at pretty favorably by the money and the sharps uh, the sharps picked the Saints and 88% of the money was in on New Orleans and so I saw that and it kind of scared me but I was like I love the I thought the Eagles were really going to try to lock it up last week so they didn't have to do anything this week um, maybe you know that you know Hurts is going to go this week now against the Giants which is kind of screwy because the Giants are not going to play anybody so maybe their rationale was we'll have a better shot against the the Giants should they mop up on Indianapolis, which they did, and then they end up sitting anybody everybody next week, and then we can get like kind of a light scrimmage, get the win in, so why do we got to trade? But if you watch the game, they, the Eagles just played terribly. And so to get back on track here, I was really hoping for that to come in because had Philly won there you know that would have thrown me another uh, 1300 you know and that would have given me i, I would have been around 13000 so about 3000 going into this week and the playoffs could have screwed around with a couple hundred bucks in parlays and stuff and just uh, you know not done anything now as I, as I'm here I'm kind of halfway down and at 114 um, I I guess I'm what I'm that this is what I'm going to do I'm just going to try to get back up into that 13 range and if I hit on all three of these that would end up doing that you know there Bring me down a 10 and change, so I'd be closer to that 13, and which is where I was hoping to get last week. So, and if I don't, uh, you know, I'm still positive going into the playoffs with 500 bucks to play uh, for the year. So, uh, that's what we got. So, again, Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Buffalo, Dallas, Cincy, and then Buffalo, Dallas, Cincy, and Minnesota, which is to uh, you know parlay my first two bets if they end up being right. So, um, and with that, that is all she wrote for week 18. Uh, we will be back next week. I know that we have a lot to catch up on. I have not updated stats in weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, we used to do that pretty routinely right up until about Thanksgiving, and then it's just been a hellish four weeks trying to get these things in with uh, kids, sports, and everything else that I have talked about and fucking complained about like a little bitch. So uh, I, we will try to get all of that so that we can update all the stats, get into the wild card weekend. It should be fun. Everybody enjoy your Sundays, and we will talk to you next week.